Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Twitter decides Chuck's fate. Jake has another emergency, and Lugia is still BDIF. Very much of a shocker right there, right? Chuck, uh, Lugia is BDIF? The only thing that gives me any kind of surprise from the three things you said was that you had another emergency. So I've I've not had a great string the last, like what, let's just say six months. So that was the, that was the only big surprise when you left the, the choice of my fate up to Twitter. I was like, well, this can only go to the worst possible way possible. So (laughs) um, that's my bad. (laughs) Twitter is the darkest timeline as always. So um yeah no our twitter fans are awesome we love them and you know that's that's who we do this for yeah there was there's a couple out there that were given good choices uh whoever was the one that suggested beauty uh i actually was interested in that one and really wanted to do it but unfortunately i lost and i will be building a deck with riley and i hate that card and i still can't think of a way to make that actually work in the deck that's not just like well do i get do i get enough good cards that you'll give me one no man you just throw it in lugia and you make them have to you know discard the get discard (laughs) the the uh the archaeops is all no they won't discard the archaeops they'll just see special energy and throw it all the discard that's true (laughs) that's true (laughs) I'll say keep the Archeops. Take take this, take those uh, energies and put them in the discard. And then uh oh, the those Aurora can... energies. You don't need those, do you? Uh, yeah, yeah it is Aurora energies. The best thing I can do with that card is uh, read the wind with it. So <laughs> get three random cards. Don't make me laugh too much. It hurts. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. But aside <laughs> from that, how's your how's your week been? Hopefully better than mine. Uh, is I I can't say that my week has been worse, but playing Pokemon wise, it has not been a very good week for me at all. I'm I have so been funny. trying to get uh creative, and it is not working. Uh, I'm on like oh for like nine million and seven when it comes to playing games of Pokemon. I can't even win uh like a gimme at the moment. So uh, yeah. I've had that stretch. It gets fr- it's frustrating, but all you do is you just play through it, learn from your mistakes. Um, you see, you know, obviously when you're doing these kind of, um, you know, you're, you're going through a stretch like this. Some of it's bad luck, but some of it is maybe just a little bit of um, frustration, and then maybe missequencing or you know misplaying because of it. Um, so, you know, as long as you you know you're aware of what you're doing and and learn lessons there. I think you'll be quite fine because I know you're a solid player. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is uh, me trying to create some new stuff with new cards, but uh, I mean, I've made some pretty simple ideas and they're still not working. So it's just kind of like, I can't, it's just hitting me. Like I can't even make a simple deck work. So um, I just got to get back on the trade as something, something, Riley will help you steer your way towards the uptrend. Riley will, yeah, we'll see. 
hopefully Riley will just put the exclamation point at the end of this little rut. And then uh, I'm going to switch up to some stuff that I know how to play and uh, go from there. 100%. 100%. Well, I'm glad you're health-wise and in your life-wise you're doing good. Um, and I'm sorry you're going through those ruts. I know uh, it can be frustrating for sure. Yeah. How was your uh, week? My week, uh, the week was fine. Um, went to league Monday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, you know, finished either first or second at all. Um, again, still with Lost Box. Uh, I'm still loving that deck, regardless of how it did this weekend. Um, the deck feels good against a lot of matchups. And, you know, I know the matchup spreads, um, even if I'm not favored. Um, still playing around with, like, you know, those last four slots, depending on where the meta falls. Um, but still feel really good about the deck. Uh, but Friday night, I was at League. It was uh, We were playing best of threes, uh, like we do at Friday Night Leagues, which is kind of cool and unique. Um, no no other local place does best of threes on like a regular weeknight. Uh, it was only three rounds. There was only like six of us, I think. So, you know, it was already going into the round, uh, into the last round. And I started, my, my mouth started hurting or my jaws or my teeth area. Um, and I didn't really think much of, of it. Like a couple days previous, I, I had a little bit of soreness, but nothing out of the ordinary. I, you know, you said the diet, I was fine. Uh, it kind of went away. Um, and then, you know, uh, at, at the start of round three, I started feeling bad, um, finished that game. It was kind of at to the point where like the pain was pretty distracting. Um, and ended up losing that set, which is, you know, it is what it is. Still got uh, finished second overall, so was happy about that. Um, got a couple good pulls. Like, I pulled two um, Reggie Drago V-Stars uh, so out of the packs that I was opening. So I was like, hmm, if I ever want to play Reggie's or Reggie's gets good, uh, there you go. Uh, now I have that deck, even though I wasn't att- intending to necessarily get the deck. Um, uh, you know, drove home, you know, took some aspirin, went to bed and woke up the next morning. And I was like in so much pain. Um, and I told my wife, I couldn't even talk. I couldn't barely even open my mouth. Um, told my, my wife, I need, I need to find me a dentist that's open right now because there's nothing open in the Pittsburgh area on Saturdays. Um, and thankfully she found one that was actually pretty close um, so drove over there and end up having to get a, an emergency root canal on one of my teeth. And then the tooth that I've had, uh, previous from like about 13 years ago, I had like a root canal cause I got my tooth knocked out from a, uh, a hockey stick while playing in a hockey game. Uh, but you know, they, they fixed it root canal. They threw a post up there and it was all, all of a sudden good. Um, well, it turns out that that post, uh, over the like the last 13 years, just the wiggling or whatever, um, created a fracture um you know horizontally across my bones uh and cracked cracked my i guess my uh yeah my 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 bone mass above my teeth uh and it was causing a lot of pain and it actually caused some like um uh what's the word i'm looking for uh infections uh up there so i had to get an emergency root canal and bone grafts they had to rip that thing out rip a big chunk of my bone out. They even showed me while I was drugged up. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I, they actually took a picture of it, which I sent you. Uh, I didn't put it up on Twitter because I didn't know if some people wouldn't appreciate that or not. 
but if you really want to see it, I'll I'll I, be more inclined. You, you didn't send me a picture of a phone, but yeah, you were. Yeah, they they also uh, and then they had to make a bridge between uh, the two good teeth um, and uh, you know to to replace where that the tooth they ripped out on. Uh, so my my other front tooth that was still good, they had to like chisel it and carve it down so it's like basically just a stub so they basically have two stubs on each side of the of the tooth they ripped out to create a, a, a bridge um in my teeth um currently i have a a temporary bridge in uh, i have to go back in three weeks actually after knoxville uh to get it to get my permanent ones in i think my permanent ones in uh but still been in a lot of pain uh sporadically because uh, there's a lot of healing that had to be done. They've even did stitches up there. Um, I, and I wish I could say I did something cool, like, again, like getting hit in the, in the face with the hockey stick like I did originally, uh, but nothing like that. Or at least say you should see the other guy or something. No, I can't even. It was probably just a piece of food I ate that I at the moment didn't even, like, register uh, to to me that is, hey, something's wrong. Um, so... That happened. Uh, needless to say, this weekend I was either uh, during during day one I was um, drugged up and in the chair getting operated on, and then day two uh, Sunday I was basically sleeping the whole day. I got up for a little bit to eat some applesauce and went back to bed. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there was a lot of sleep in there. Um, feeling better though I uh, today, um, but you know it was traumatic. Uh, and and painful and definitely derailed the weekend I was anticipating having because my son had a bunch of things I I wanted to watch the Pokemon tournament, um, you know, in preparations for you know this coming up one in in Knoxville, but uh, didn't get to do that. But fortunately, you know, YouTube's a thing, so I got to rewatch some of the games, and um, you know, obviously there's all the online uh, stuff that we we have to kind of see the deck list and and what did well. Um, so yeah, that's that was basically my weekend. Yeah, I I did get to watch Orlando, and uh, I mean the stream was good. Uh, the show was uh, was great to see. Uh, I will sum up that you didn't see. I don't think you missed that much. It was a lot of Lugie action. There were some fun. There were some uh, good matchups brought on stream with some other decks, showing off some different archetypes. But it ended up being a Lugia show at the end. Yeah, so I know I did. I did get to watch one while I was still kind of coherent, but still drugged up. Uh, it was a Mew Mew Mirror match. Uh, I don't even remember the players, but they uh, it was it was a great back and forth, like uh, just coming back, answering with Path of Peak, coming back, answering. It was it was a great match. Um, obviously, yeah, those players. Yeah, that's what I mean. The stream was really good. Uh, there was a lot of pretty good back and forth matchups and stuff like that. So it was entertaining. Um, the highlights for me, there's a Ian Robb match they streamed. If you get the chance to watch that, uh, he showcases Palkia deck um, versus, I think it was a lost box. I can't remember. No, no, it was Gudra. It was Gudra. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, which is, you might think is a pretty hard matchup for Palkia to get over, uh, but uh, it's very interesting to watch. I do kind of re recollect something with like a Kerbomitable uh, yeah, and the, and the, and the, and the Inteleon things. 
yeah, there's some crazy plays that Ian Rob pulls out that uh, is very entertaining. And uh, if you, as a fan of the Lost Box, if you just want to see a fun variant, uh, look up Victor Ong's match. Um, he was running the uh, the very, very turbo, turboed out Lost Box. So if you ever want to see Dragonite V hit turn one going second and take out a Lugia for game, I mean, that sounds great. <laughs> it's awesome. It was actually really awesome to see. Um, there's a lot of, there's actually a lot of fun plays. So, yeah, uh, I've, I've definitely been um, toying with like a turbo esque deck. Um, I, I currently didn't have a Dragonite in there uh, just because of the three energy costs. I had, um, what's it called? Uh, the, the, the Raikou V uh, because it still kind of serves as the same thing. Uh, at least in that matchup, uh, but definitely Dragonite is appealing uh, overall. Yeah, I mean, I think he used both for. Um, he can use both, and I think that particular game, I think the Raikou was prized, but he still managed to uh, pull it all together. I mean, that's why it was a pretty cool, cool game. Uh, you, sh- if you get a chance to watch that one, uh, it's interesting to see. Right. Okay. Well, let's uh let's get into the top 8. Um I mean, obviously there was a lot of expected matchups, uh, you know, all all the same suspects of, you know, good decks um at least made a showing um, you know, in getting into day 2. Uh but top 8 was dominated again by Lugia. Uh six of the top 8 Lugia and I think how many out of the top uh 10, 10 there was six to top eight and 10 of the top 16 were all yeah that's, that's a crazy high amount of representation i know a lot of people are a little less hype on lugia overall um you know maybe saying lost box was bdif or mew was kind of you know creeping up a little bit catching up but no lugia said nope this is my meta um you know you you guys may think i'm down but no this this is proof like this deep into the meta and still seeing lugia with this much dominance i'm not only just taking the whole thing down but like like i said six of the top eight um the deck is just busted yeah and uh uh one could say the the bradner crew with the there was three of them in the top eight with uh bradner himself reagan uh retzloft and John Ang all playing the same exact 60 cards and they all made the top eight and they all dodged each other the entire time and were not eliminated by each other. So, well, I mean, that's the dream as a, you know, a team going in, right? Like uh, having your testing partners make it top eight with you and you're not having to knock them out. Um, yeah. Obviously you would want to, you know, knock them out in the top four top, uh, you know, or in the finals um, at so that point. But case. <laughs> it was definitely not the case, but you know, uh, that just shows the importance of a team, right? Uh, the testing partners, um, and how seriously you know this this group of people take it. Um, and you know, it definitely the team success right there, yeah, yeah. That's I just wanted to point it out because that they low key might have that's, that's a 60 to start with, right there. If you if you want to build a Lugia deck, right. Um, another thing I was going to ask you is like, you know, why why is Lugia seeing this much success um, right now compared to the last couple where, you know, it's all, you know, one or two in the top eight um, still, you know, about the 20, 25 percent or 25 percent played uh, in the field. Uh, this one feels like 
it even had an uptick there, or not feels, but um, it did. Um, was it just solely because of Bradner's group? I don't think so. Uh, but what, why would it, was it um, seeing that much more success? Um, I want to say because with the last few tournaments, last couple, uh, with San Diego and um, was it San Diego? I'm trying to still remember what won it. San Diego, yeah, okay. San Diego was beakable. Um, with the last few regionals, um, and the like, the uptick of uh, like Vosbach doing well as well uh, on some stuff. Um, I feel like. Lugia was still always like the the BDIF. It was just, I mean, like you know, people counter it uh, the way people do when you're the BDIF. You kind of build your deck to beat it, and you can you know ride those matchups there. But um, coming into this this one, uh, I feel like Lugia standing there like in a, in a room like I'm the best best guy, but then everyone starts looking at some other guy in the corner, and he's just like, <laughs> yeah, keep looking at that guy. Right. I'm going to go over here and continue doing what I've done. Not <laughs> exactly. many decks being put in the deck, but but things that things that they've put in the deck to deal with things matchups are coming out of the deck. Birdkeeper coming out of the deck. So they're getting uh, closer to those con- more consistency builds that they started with. Right. So they can just continue. Yeah, they had the answer to less things like specifically sniping it. Um, so it definitely leads to more consistency over tech cards. Um, and, and Lugia, if there's any weak point to that deck is it's turn one. If it does not get a Lugia out um, at the very minimum, it's in trouble, uh, you know, let alone, um, you know, trying to set up anything else uh, beyond that. So, um, yeah, I think, again, I think you're 100% right there. Yeah, so I I can't think of the best best thing, but if you just... Somewhat, he he definitely Lugia just shoved the lost box in everyone's face and like this is the bad guy at the moment, and people were like okay, and they that was the bad and everyone was like I must be lost box and then Lugia was like I'm just gonna beat everybody else while you guys do that so right so I, there was one other thing I wanted to uh, I, I guess before we keep going to Lugia I wanted to bring up and we kind of mentioned Bradner and his group um, him finishing second um, yeah that's the third time in the last what calendar year that he's finished second at regionals. This one being obviously the biggest regionals, well, regionals and or IC or NIC, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as much as it irritated me like early on um, with some of his celebratory uh, stuff, um, you know, on and off camera, uh, I, you know, I got to, you know, get past it because he, he is a young kid. So he's definitely emotional one way or another, but, I felt so bad for him after that loss. Um, basically, he had in game three had just a complete dead hand. Ba- basically, draw passing for two turns to you know just set up Andrew Hedrick to um, you know take out his one and only Pokemon on the board. Um, and you know just seeing that emotion, the frustration or the sadness and the grief, um, I just felt really bad. Um, and I know he's going to get, he's going to get there. Cause like, he's consistently up there. Um, so, you know, if you do listen, uh, yeah, Isaiah, keep your head up. Cause you're, you're going to win one. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody, uh, questions that, uh, you're one of the best players. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, my heartstrings it hurt for him there. Um, cause I could just imagine myself in that position 
uh, getting so close um, only to fall. Um, and for his case, multiple times. So um, just, yeah, just got to just I wanted to mention, uh, you know, he he, he was, no, he was close. But no cigar. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, I don't want to necessarily say that I like I feel bad that he got second. I, I think what you need to take the moment and yeah, it's hard. It's hard um, to, especially when your, your goal is to get, get first, like that's his goal. And I yeah. know that. So it, it, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be a hit emotionally for anybody. If that's, that's your goal. And it would hit me if that was my goal, but ultimately you got to come back and remember you were the second best player in the largest tournament in Pokemon's history, like regional tournament. Right. I mean, so like, it's you did, you still did excellent, excellent. Like you did not, you didn't blow it or or anything. Like you played well, and ultimately in the finals, it was just something that it wasn't there this time, and you just gotta go back to the. Um, you gotta kind of pull yourself up and just remember it, 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 I can I can do these things to get myself into this position. This isn't a one and like I've done it again. I just gotta get here and then things will be differently the next time. So 100 percent you'll get there. Um, and that for that goes for anybody. you know, you put a ho- all the hard work in. um obviously in the moment you can you, you might be upset, but uh um just yeah remembering second place out of what 1400 or something like that pretty damn good yeah and and it's pretty yeah it's pretty pretty darn good and i will say i i don't i don't think it goes for everybody but because i don't think you can i honestly don't believe you can improve yourself if you're gonna sit and dwell on times that you failed you can all you can do is learn from them like you can you know, you can have the emotional response. You can be mad. You can go through all the stages of grief after your 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 uh, loss or something like that. But you have to go through them. You can't constantly second guess everything that you've done because you failed this one time. You have to take that as a as a as a learn and move forward past it because it'll just screw you up down the line. Like he was obviously doing things right to get himself into the finals. So you don't need to change. Like, you don't need to do too, like, you don't need to change the wheel. You just have to obviously get that wheel going again. And then when you get there, a lot of it is, you know, hopefully next time he doesn't get a hand that bad on game three. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. The worst time. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it, it definitely happens, but no, um, it's a little bit of a lottery on, on, on that front. Like I can't, there's That's no what I keep going back to, like, regardless of, you know, how good of a player you are, where you rank up there. Um, in my opinion, the only real luck factor in the game of Pokemon TCG is your opening hand. Beyond that, it's all your opponent and your decision making um, that really is, quote unquote, luck to me. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no amount of strategy that will bring you to uh get out of an unplayable opening hand like right. agreed um but yeah that being saying lugia um 
obviously still BDIF, um, still a few more tournaments before rotation. Uh, do you foresee seeing the at least the, the consistency build of Lugia um, remaining dominant, or are you going to start seeing these techs uh, being sprinkled back in uh, to the metagame where it needs to adapt and be less less um, consistent and maybe more adaptable to you know certain matchups? Um, I think, I think Lugia is going to have a coming kind of coming form again a little bit. The one thing we will say with the, the, the overall, um, kind of meta share, what's, what's kind of, we've been seeing is like Lugia is kind of like not dropping. Like I won't say it's like huge, but the numbers are getting smaller and the others, people are getting into the other like the other decks like Mew and Lost Box and things like that, they're collecting bigger numbers. So what you're going to see is maybe more people in decks that we know do well now and then have archetype like uh, texts or things that are, they're going to put in texts for Lugia. So uh, it's going to be harder to get through the field or, or something like that for Lugia. So um, you may not, well, I don't think you're going to foresee a Lugia like not making like a top eight, but you, it, it's kind of maybe more of a crapshoot on the matchups you see of whether you can get that far um, or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Because things are going to be gunning for you again. I honestly, I, after this, I feel like everyone should see that Lugia, you got to kind of, you got to bring the guns for it all the time or else it's just going to, pop like it's gonna roll roll over everybody yeah um yeah i'm interested to see if there's any new techs coming along that can maybe throw lugia off uh off kilter there um but time will tell no crown zenith didn't bring any so no obviously well i had two things i wanted to well um yeah crown zenith um with the sky steel zone after you know probably about 50 games with it um i feel like it that card's a lie um uh it i mean it on you know head sims against like mew uh you're able to take a genesec then a mew for just win uh before they ever roxanne um but in actuality to take that first ko as you know as a genesec where it's up there you can't boss it and you just hit it um it's likely not going to happen that way um so i feel like that card is definitely a lie um, against every other matchup, you don't really need it. Three prizes, you know, against Alugia, not necessarily going to do much for you. Um, I mean, I'm still going to continue to play with it, but off the bat, it, I don't think it changes much of anything. Yeah, I mean, it's cute. It didn't uh, get anything that much further. Uh, but um, dealing with extra prizes... And like, if that is like the game plan, like that's the one number one game plan. Like, you kind of have to sometimes plan on not having it because if it's prized or something like that, or you, I mean, I don't know how many deck slots you really commit to to using that tactic. Well, you can't you can't commit too many. And the problem is that the only deck right now that would pseudo work for that for that card is like a lost box engine, at least in my opinion, right at the moment. Obviously, I could be proven wrong uh, in the future. Uh, but that being said, in a Lost Box variant, no matter what you're playing, um, 
you have to do a lot of coal risk, a lot of a lot of um, you know flower selecting um, to even get that card. But then, hey, you're still going to need a V and a way to charge it up, like probably turn two uh, to have a chance to knock uh, you know Genesect out, um, and then on top of that, the next turn. Um, you know, again, head sims in a perfect world, you have all the cards all the time, right? Um, yeah. But again, when you're only getting one or two at a time and still having to make these other difficult decisions, um, sometimes it's just not in the cards. So it's it's one of those things, though, that it's a I call it, it's kind of to me, and even in a lost box, it's a it's almost kind of like a a win more card. Mm-hmm. Because exactly, that's exactly it, what it is. If you get it, then yeah you'll most likely win more or win quicker, but like you can't hinge on getting it. So you have to have a game plan of not having it. And if you can execute that game plan, then you don't necessarily need it. So you're just winning more. Right. So that is it for it. And then the one other thing I saw during, or, you know, a big notable thing. Uh, and I, I don't know if you saw this or not on Twitter um, was toward Recklive having a card that was in his prizes that wasn't, technically part of his deck that he submitted um you know just talking with toward the past having a couple of session sessions with him um guaranteed that was not intentional uh i know he is a player that likes to change his mind and change his deck um you know with you know a couple of cards here or there uh last minute um we've all kind of done something similar i know i've done something to like online stuff where i wanted to submit uh even one of my teammates in the team challenge this season uh thought he submitted a deck didn't and then you know it wasn't it it wasn't on there um so you could very easily accidentally miss that submission um and obviously he's not going to get any points or anything for this one because he did have an illegal deck but um for the people going after his head trying to you know say he's a cheater or anything like that. I, I honestly would be sub, supremely shocked if he was, um, this was an intentional, um, just knowing that he's a player that usually is on stream at least once tournament uh, because of, you know, his recognition of name. So if he was doing this more often, the chances of him continually do, seeing, you know, this um, would have been higher. Uh, so anyway, the one thing I would say is he probably will be on high alert when he's submitting his deck just to make sure. Yeah, and uh, I mean, he he approached the subject on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he explained it, and it's an honest mistake. Um, I, I look the the Pokemon community, especially on Twitter, has their pitchforks on a quick draw holster because mm-hmm. they they just come out quickly. Uh, any kind of little thing uh, is just uh, especially if it if it goes unnoticed or unpunished or or something is is brought to the forefront and 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 we want to tar and feather the person and like right. it's like you, you toward brought the proof and it's an honest like of of what honest mistake it was and really that's what it was and uh you probably have seen or this has probably happened hundreds of times to to like other people to no big deal it was just toward that was the person and it happened to not get caught because it was an inconspicuous card in a deck that sometimes run that inconspicuous card right now 
we we saw the very next matchup. <laughs> Some uh, was I think it was the very next round, or it was the round before. Someone got caught with the same thing. Uh, the the wrong card was played, but it was not in what they submitted. It was a Reggie deck. They they submitted the wrong Lecky right on the list, uh, and but they got caught. But that's a bigger thing because it's the Lecky, like. Uh, right, but even like that, like it, it could happen. Like, yeah, but that, I, I don't think there was any like intent on that. Even no, if, no if... one, <laughs> no one's, uh, no one's big in, in intent. Like, there was no big malice intent. He wasn't trying to get over anybody. Uh, the and no one like and no one's clamoring that he's a cheater and, and grabbing their like pitchforks because he he received his penalty right. of a one game loss, which and and. It just Tord got away with it in the in the facts that he wasn't penalized on stream or on the day, which yeah it happened and yeah he kind of got away with it and but it's not like he won the day he not scrubbed out he Tord scrubbed out he finished in the top one hundred twenty eight you know what oh I mean? my gosh so bad <laughs> <laughs> washed up no I know I know it, 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 I just wanted to make it clear and I know we've taken jabs at other players in the past um but honestly unless you're like palming cards or or anything like that like it's an honest honest mistake um uh, with deck submissions or just kind of accident like sometimes just sequencing things uh so you know these players uh there's a lot of pressure on them and you know okay occasionally they'll make mistakes they're human too yeah so that's i don't I don't see this as a big deal. It's just an honest mistake, and everyone can, you know, put their pitchforks away. Right. Save the gasoline. Let's go. Go on to the. We'll wait for the next thing. Right. All right. Um. So, um. With that being said, let's jump on to the next category here. Um. You know, I've heard this. You know, throughout maybe the last year or two. Um. But it the conversation came up on our on our Discord page with some of our locals about um. Lugia um, kind of being BDIF and if it, it's bad for the um, for the game or it's toxic or whatever. Um, and I don't want to necessarily talk to Lugia specifically. I'm just saying BDIF in general. Um, I know we've had Mew, uh, you know, being either the BDIF or up to the top for the next or for the last year and a half. Um, we've, we've seen decks like ADP, um, you know, going even further back. Um, you know, there's been many a meta decks um, it's always going to be a thing that we're going to see, um, you know, meta decks be dominant or dominating, obviously, in the meta because that's what they are. Uh, so the g- big question is um, to you, Chuck, do you think a, the BDIF, no matter what it is, um, when it when it's sustained like it, or it's sustained like uh, Mew or a flash in a pan, maybe um, like Lugia, that's only going to see success until like. Um, rotation um do you think that that's good for the game bad for the game somewhere in between what are your feelings well uh, it's not just lugia like i'm not but i do i do dislike dominant decks and we've had the like the bdif meta really since fusion strike release because it's been new before that, uh, and he it dominated. Like when I mean, like when I mean, like the the BDIF meta, like a deck X Y Z 
takes 30% of the meta share is dominantly the best deck in the format. There is no real dispute under that. Like Mew was when it was released, it hung out for a while. Palkia came in and was like, hey, I am the best deck in the format. I can handle everything um, thrown at it. Uh, and then we get Lugia, and it's kind of the same thing. We got a little reprieve, and the best thing that you can use to kind of like counter at it where it's not the best deck in the format meta is the little reprieve of lost origin when we had if you can remember the few events that we had in that <laughs> that, uh, that meta because it wasn't very many uh you kind of had a crapshoot of things that could win right and I'm not saying like there was a the, the best deck in the format was an argument like we weren't just like lugia like if we wanted to like sit, Jake, me and you, we're gonna sit here and talk about the best deck in the format. We don't really have anything to talk about. Like we would go, it's Lugia. Yeah, we 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 keep going Lugia circles for the last like couple months. Yeah. Uh, so, and before that, Mew, like you no, said. But but if we want, like when the best deck of the format has actual arguments uh, between them, I believe that would be a better format than any other BDIF format ever, because. When you have multiple things you get to worry about, I think that will like that will breed more variety, which is people love variety because then you're not playing the same thing over and over again. But I think it also creates deck deck creativity because you can be a little creative in your deck in that you can come up with different options to handle different matchups. I agree with that, but I also disagree. So the thing is, <clears throat> when you have a BDIF that's established, right? for multiple metas. Obviously, Lugia is not there because it's, you know, no, we're not is. counting Crown, Crown Zenith. So really, it was only in, in since its release, and then it's going to die after rotation, allegedly, right? But yeah, so but when you... Exactly, deck. but that that's not the deck I, I that's necessarily an issue, but uh, well, maybe we'll go back to this. Uh, so Lugia is the best deck. When it's established, and we've had it for this amount of time since this has been a longer set, um, it opens up creativity in deck builders to counter it because they know that is the BDIF. If there that's is not, not a, def if there is not, not but that's there not is, creativity in my form. No, so like Jake Gearhart, like Jake Gearhart having his spicy tech, or 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 this and that of everybody else. But if 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 Lugia is not BDIF, right, and it is, oh, maybe there's five different decks. We don't know. You never have that creativity to try to solve that puzzle to break the BDIF. That that's very limited creativity because you're you have to be creative in how you beat one card, like one, one deck. deck. When you when you can be creative in that, you can create a whole deck that just kind of like no one knows anything about and can beat stuff. That's more creative. You're being a lot more like there's a lot more creativity in coming up with a completely different archetype that can that is new. But when you take another deck and you go, let me find this one card that this this doesn't. Yes, that's creative. But that's like that's also like I could argue that's just card knowledge. Jake Gearhart just knows cards better than anyone. Else. You need to have card knowledge. You, knew you need to have card knowledge. To... Card could be used like. <laughs> Like that, that that's that that's cool, and it's and that's good, but it, I don't think it's ultimately enough. Like more creative. I, I don't know. Like, 
I feel um, like for me, I've, regardless if it's Lugia or Mew, whatever, I think that it's healthy to have a BDIF. Because if there is no known public enemy number one, it's just the wild, wild west. You're just throwing wild, like there's just a billion different things. There's no structure. And ultimately, like, the, I don't know. The, the meta just feels like it's just, it, there's always change for the worst that, like, I, like the bad cards could be good. I, and not only that, is like the people, the most people that are complaining about this are people that can't afford to buy everything, right? So if the meta is completely changing every weekend where there's a completely random, like the the average person is not going to get be able to keep up and 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 you know stick to that at least with having an established top top of the food chain uh you know what you got and that's it like that you don't have to worry about it and you can stick to that deck for x amount of time no matter how long it stays obviously lugia is gonna like we keep saying is gonna rotate and probably not be good uh for at least a little while Uh, but like a deck like mew once you got the deck you don't really have to if you wanted, if you decide, hey, this is my deck, I'm I'm gonna go to most of these uh, events with it, locals, regionals, above. Um, you're not having to spend money to change fifty thousand different decks every week. Yeah, I mean, I I get that, but I don't know. I just see seeing the the format uh, of I don't know how many cards we have available to us but the our large. current form, uh, our, our current format basically boils down to 180 cards there's like 360 deck it's three very true but cards. in any and TCG, i want to say at least a, a huge amount 20 of them are all crossovers so when you're talking about using less than 200 cards of like the pokemon cards that are available that just doesn't seem I don't know, as cool and creative as something that would have maybe six or seven viable decks that could go out and and maybe not compete. Uh, like, well, maybe don't. Maybe, maybe not beat all five of the other decks, but hey, it beats two out of the six, like three out of the six. I mean, regardless of so, how good or bad you say Lugia is, there's still like four very like viable decks out there and with a couple more that are fringe or as close to it. Um, so I obviously Lugia is the deck right now. Um, but I don't, I, I personally don't feel it as a bad thing. I know this is a very, um, mixed feelings. Cause like, I know you're on the other side of the fence of me. Um, and I know there's, you know, people on both sides, um, which is a good thing to have those kind of conversations. So, um, I don't know. I I just feel that over the long haul, it's it's better for the community, especially the competitive community that goes out to these big events. That the that the meta is defined within a smaller hierarchy, just with card availability, with matchup knowledge, um, and more things that you can as a as a player that puts preparation into um, into matchups. Um, there's more known and there's less like a random jank um, because you're able to um, fixate on what's good and what's proven and, and your takes. And then when you find a chink in the armor 
on the known commodities when maybe everybody else is overlooking it and you see a different avenue you can take i think that's what that creates the the gap between the good players and the great players um or one of the elements that does that so for me i know i'm on team i like meta decks regardless of what it is some some specific decks i might hate specifically but i still respect them for what they represent in that given meta I don't. I don't want to say that I sit here and I don't like meta decks. I, I just don't think the meta has to revolve around. I don't like when the meta revolves around one deck, um, which is what we've basically had most of the year. Um, so that that that's my big argument on that. I just don't. I yeah. I, 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 I see your deck. point though because it is less creative um you just have to find different ways to be creative i guess <laughs> all right with that being said i know we could probably argue on this one all day uh, but i thought it was at least prevalent to bring up um, but let's go ahead and jump into the middle of the show uh and get into some trivia it's time, time for trivia 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 Chuck, right. do you have trivia for me, or do you want me to start? I I have. I have a Pokemon card here that uh, I have. Uh, you can name that attack and or uh, ability. Uh, so the attack or ability on this here Pokemon card is called Spiral Burst. Spiral burst. All right, I need a first lifeline. Uh, what stage Pokemon is this? We're just straight going lifelines now. <laughs> All right, let's. This is a basic Pokemon. Okay, I kind of figured. Um, and. What type is it? I'm trying to think if that's what, what I want to give you as a lifeline, or do you want <laughs> do you want the the attack cost? No, I want the the type. <laughs> <laughs> it is a dragon type. Dang it! Um, I was thinking it might be a fighting type, uh, dragon spiral bursts. Um, it's, it's probably not Drampa. Other dragon Pokemon that are meta are in the meta right now. Uh, for some reason, I'm thinking it's like Salamence, like the little Salamence. No, that's not a basic. Um, it's not Drampa. I mean, well, it could be, but I guessed that last week. So maybe you're kind of going back. Why am I thinking other other? Uh, Apple, Apple, Appleton? No, it's not Appleton or Appleton. Um, I know I'm running out of time here. Um, Dragonite? No. You Why can't I think of other dragons right now? Um, third and final lifeline. Sure. I don't even know what that is. Because I'll give you the attack cost. It'll help you. Probably it not. One fire and one lightning. 
Oh, um, is it? So it's a Reggie. Is it Reggie? Reggie Drago? No, Re yeah, Reggie Drago. No. I'm so bad with this. What is it? Rayquaza. Oh my gosh. Rayquaza V. Not Reg. Meta. I was I, thinking all oh, one prize. His amazing counterpart is Meta. Huh? I I was thinking little Pokemon and not like these right, for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why. It, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he is basic. Dodge. He is basic. He's a dragon type. All right. Well, you got me, Chuck. Um, I thought the burst. I don't know. I thought you no, I should have had that actually, but my I was tunnel visioned on single prizers. Because uh, you, I know you dabbled with the Rayquaza, which I think it's called Amazing Burst. Is his amazing attack? I think yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. You're right. I I should have got that one. All right. Let's jump on to uh, my question for you. Uh, guess this Pokemon, this attack, and or ability belongs to standard as usual. Um, and this attack is uh, is named Spinning Attack. Spinning Attack? Yep. Spinning. Uh, all right. So I'm going to guess... I think hit him on top here in the moment, but we will we'll go to the first lifeline because I don't know off the top of my head. Give me give me type. Colorless. That does not help me at all. What type, what stage is it? Basic. What colors Pokemon spins? I'm running. I'm running out of like colorless Pokemon in my head. I can't get Lickitung out of my face. <laughs> that's that. That would be dangerous if he was spinning. But <laughs> uh, my immediate thought was uh, like Baltoy and Claydol, but they're not basic. They're not colorless. Um. Well, if it's colorless, and there's a colorless attack cost. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna help me at all. Jeez. <laughs> uh, um. All right. It's not a bird. Uh, Cacleon. Squove. No. Not Tauros. I need a colorless puzzle. I can't think of a colorless puzzle that spins. Um. In indeed. Is that your final answer? I'll just go with Ndidi. I can't think of one. It's gonna hit me like a ton of bricks when you no, say. No, you're you're not correct. You were you when in your rambling, you did say the right Pokemon name, uh, but you passed it. You were thinking of his body spinning. I think it was more of his tongue spinning, and that is Kecleon. Oh, Kecleon. the rapid strike Kecleon. Oh, I didn't think he's. Well, yeah, I was I, thinking this uh, body spinning. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, that's why I picked it because like I. That kind of threw me off too. I'm like spinning, um, but yeah, I think it's more his tongue is like rapidly like uncoiling, spinning open. I guess is is what I th think that they were going for on that. Double stump. No one wins today. Nope. 
I got you. I picked a good one this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, let's uh, jump over to our sponsors uh, before heading into the news. The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. Don't forget to check out our weekly league Mondays at 6 p.m. All right, and we're back. Thank you again, Sports Car Junction, for being a great sponsor, letting us do things cool things like give away an ETB, which I almost forgot, Jake. It's time to give out another keyword. Yes, it what is. is keyword for our uh, listeners to so submit to or- us. Originally, we were going to go a different path um, with with the whole phrase um, with last uh, last week's uh, keyword. Uh, but this one, we kind of took a, a curveball or we went off to, to left field uh, inspired by my pain this weekend. Uh, so the word to finish off the phrase for this month is teeth. Yes, teeth. Teeth is your keyword, and if you uh, don't remember the keyword last week was, go listen to last week's episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it means the phrase actually has nothing to do with Pokemon this time around, but that's yes. okay, because you're still supporting us by by throwing down uh, keywords and key phrases every week here. All right, and so remember to get that submitted to us either over on Twitter DMs, Discord DMs, however you would like to direct message either Jake or I, and we'll get you submitted to win the free ETB for your Valentine's Day gift. To yourself, (laughs) most likely. To yourself, (laughs) yes. Um, So uh, that is the giveaway. Now it is time to move into the news. And this week's news, we have um, one big article. Uh, Triple Beat is uh, finally officially revealed in Japan. And with every uh, reveal they give us there, is we get some uh, cool cards revealed as well. So uh, mm-hmm. the big reveal on these new cards was some trainers, as well as we're going to get our first EXs of our Scarlet and Violet starters. And they will also have uh, illustration rares for all of the actual starters for like Sprigatito, Fuikoko, and Quaxley. But we get our EX versions of the final evolved form of our starters. So I'm going to start in, uh, I'm going to go right for everyone's favorite starter. It was mine. Uh, for Mew, a Meowth Scarade. I can't even say it. I, don't, I can't say any of these new Pokemon's names because I haven't had them long enough. Meows Karata. Meows Karata. All right. So, yes, this is obviously stage two EX that uh, with 310 HP that evolves from Florigato, um, which is the stage one. Um, now, I think Meows Karata is pretty good because it comes with an ability and a, an attack uh, with the ability Magic Bouquet. Uh, you must discard a Grass Energy card from your hand. In order to use this ability, and once during your turn, you may choose one of your opponent's bench Pokemon and put three damage counters on it. 
So discard an energy, do three damage. Uh, a little better. Um, it does cost an energy, but you get an extra damage from quick shooting Inteleon. So there's that. Uh, and then the attack that she has uh, for two colorless. So it'll work with double turbo. Um, Nail Scratch, 100 plus damage. If your opponent's active Pokemon already has any damage counters on it, this attack does 120 more damage. So uh, in a, you know, in when we say perfect world, perfect worlds, you could do 250 damage for uh, grass from your hand and two colors on your Pokemon. Right. Uh, so that's... It bad. seems pretty good. The only thing that I have concerns with is going into this next meta after rotation. Uh, things like Zigzagoon are gone, so you can't ping active. We're getting we're, we're getting the Halucha can only hit the bench. Um, Miascarada's uh, Magic Bouquet only hits the bench. Um, Inteleon, you know, pinging Inteleon, um, he can hit anywhere, but he's a stage two, two. and. He doesn't we have shady that. dealings anymore, so do you really want to play that? So there's not a lot of current cards that reliably put ping damage on the active. So what you would have to do is ping something that's on the bench, boss it up, and then hit it. If you're trying to take that one shot. Unless you're playing the long game, you're right. You're trying to hit, spread damage out, take take knockouts that way. Um is that effective? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see how the healing game is. Um, so still on the fringe of being pretty okay. Um, I think uh, if against heal decks, this might not be the greatest. Um, against they're taking big one shots, still lacking maybe a little bit. Um, so I'm I'm still not 100 sold on this card. Yeah, um, and with all of these, it's kind of uncharted territory on whether everything will be good or bad or whatnot so i, I agree with you on that but i like the looks of uh you know, um so we'll move into fue coco and his skeledurge ex is the stage two mm -hmm. um, so uh it's 340 hp on this pokemon just want to point that out that's the highest we've seen on the ex at the moment 340 so that's insane uh, Skeledurge is hitting, uh, is getting uh, a turn in this VMAX numbers in HP. Um, so but he's he only got, two prizes. But he's only two prizes and comes with two attacks. Uh, uh, for one fire energy, you get Vitality Song. It does 50 damage and you heal 30 damage from each of your Pokemon. There's some healing game you're talking about. And then uh, for two fire energies, uh, Burning Voice, 270 damage. 270 minus damage. This attack does 10 less damage for each damage counter on this Pokemon. So um, uh, I'm not a huge fan of when they put that minus symbol next to card, the, the damage numbers, but mm -hmm. uh, 270 is pretty big. Right. So the thing is like 270 um, plus the cards that we have to accelerate it. Um, seems pretty good here. Um, so obviously it's an easy two turn charge up for just manual attaches. Um, you could still use, um, you know, Rihon potentially. You could still use um, now the, the what's the what's the stadium? Um, Magma Basin. Magma Basin. I know it does twenty damage, so you're doing two fifty at that point. Uh, but two fifty for two energies that you can reliably charge up. Um, if you had a couple of these on your bench. 
uh, still seems pretty good. Plus, you can buff that back up with uh, Choice Belt or or the new uh, the the other new damage uh, modifier if you're if you're behind. Um, and with three hundred and forty HP, uh, this guy is a tanky uh, tanky boy. So I think this one, I I even though it has a minus next to it. I can see I, this I, doing some something here. You brought, up the, you brought up the card I wanted to bring up with him with uh, with Skeledurge, uh is the magma basin. I mean, just the being able you can charge him up in one turn, and I and you can still do two hundred and seventy damage or three hundred with a choice spell if you want to. Because I'm going to tell you about this other card they're bringing out. It's an Oracorio based Pokemon uh, that has an ability called Passionate Dance. Once during your turn, heal twenty damage from your active evolution Pokemon. There you go. There you go. There's so, three. so if you have just say if you have two Frickocos down, you put an Oracorio down. You evolve with a, a candy or some somehow get there protect. So you uh, you know try to guarantee that you're going to get one out. Um, you you can hit for three hundred damage on your second turn. Yeah, yeah. The big Insane. thing that you will need, the big thing this deck will need will be moving from bench to active because yeah. Uh, is there a fire type or something with a free retreat that could fit into this deck? Probably. Yeah. Uh, Oracorio does not have free retreat, uh, but uh, Oracorio specifically heals the active and uh, Magma Basin specifically accelerates to the bench. So um, those are things that we're going to start seeing a little bit more with cards that are released. I'm seeing, at least at the moment, is that we're not seeing a lot of things line up like, you know, Active, active, bench, bench, or at mm -hmm. least if it, we're seeing all the bench, like where we're seeing bench damage, but no hit the active. So you have to gust too. We're seeing a lot more multi step processes if you want to do the best things of both worlds, which is, yeah, it's uh, good for the like, long game. It's definitely good for, good for the long game. Good for the long game. Yep. All right. Let's get into Aqua Quabble. I'm guess that's best guess. The worst of the of the starters by <laughs> far. I will leave that to the public to for you to decide. But he is uh, two uh, three hundred twenty HP on Quaquabble, uh with two attacks uh, for a water. He has lively Samba for sixty damage. Switch this Pokemon with one of your benched Pokemon. Then your opponent switches their active Pokemon with one of their benched Pokemon. So uh, sixty damage and then a rope. Uh, but you switch first, yes. Um, and then, uh, for his next attack, for a water and a colorless propeller shot, two hundred thirty damage. Put two energy from this Pokemon into your hand. So a little energy, en all the energy goes right back to your hand. Um, is bots, Melanie bots. is Melanie rotating? Uh, Melanie specifies V Pokemon. So basically, oh, it, is. it is okay. So that doesn't matter. That's right. Um, Unfortunately, I'm trying to think of a way to because obviously, uh, Frost Moth's going away. Uh, or I mean, this might be Palkia. If if Water is going to see a thing, this might be Palkia because Palkia can accelerate to anything. So um, that might be okay. Um, Two thirty again right now in this current metagame feels okay, but it's never going to reach the one shots on. Uh, big guys, uh, unless you know, obviously weakness. Um, but honestly, as a, as the TCG, I feel like this is probably the second best of the three that we have right now um, that I can see 
definitely can see um, reason to play. Um, just trying to get get up that charge um, still doesn't seem unreasonable uh, to me. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not too sold on Toquavo. Uh Two thirty is like kind of meh, and you have to put the energy. It, the way it's currently worded is, it sounds like you have to put the energies back in. You have to put the energies back in your hand. So yeah, uh, the lively Samba will like it's only sixty damage, and you're doing a four switch. Um. We'll see if that could come handy. Maybe, maybe, uh, kind of like some, some little disruption might be helpful. But I'm, I'm, eh, I'm out. I'm still curious to see what it does. Right. All right. Uh, I'm gonna sum the next three of these up in one real quick because there's three different Paldean Tauroses coming out. Uh, one water type, one fire type, and one fighting type. Um, they will all have two attacks. And one attack is the same across all three, which is why I'm combining them. And then they all have a little bit of a different attack that uh, uh, the fighting does 130 damage and then 30 to himself. The water does 60 damage to anything. Uh, and then the fire type does 120 damage and you discard one energy from the Pokemon. Um, so yeah, you get a little typing damage. But the Tauros, why, why bring it up even, it, it has the outrage attack. It has... Fury Horn, 20 damage, 20 plus damage. This attack does this attack does 10 more damage for each damage counter on this Pokemon. So uh that's if you jack them up, that'd be uh, uh up to 148 damage, but you can type it a little bit, you know what I mean? Uh so if you need to hit uh, a fighting weakness, a water weakness, or a fire type, you can kind of you know yeah. go from there. Um, so kind of neat, but uh, that's too colorless too. So eh, we'll see if they become handy or not. Probably. Yeah, but, I mean they're 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 easy enough to get charged up, especially with double turbo energies uh, being a thing. Even though it's twenty less damage, um, it's still relevant damage, right? Um, you know we've seen things like Cramorant, um, you know, set the way just even that damage uh, output on on a, a given turn. Um, can put a lot of pressure on your opponent. So if there's a way to easily damage your own your your own self, um, you know these might see uh, some some decent play. But uh, it's just a matter if we find cards like that that can um, hurt yourself, like the spirit tombs of of old. Yeah. All right, and then that's it for the Pokemon. Um. The yeah, that's it for the Pokemon. We did get uh, uh five or six trainers revealed. Well, five five trainers, one energy card. Um, so uh, we'll start with the one reprint that we we know. Uh, Superior Energy Retrieval is coming back. Um, I've never played in a format with this, but just to let everyone know, you discard two cards from your hand. Uh, if you can't discard the card, you can't play it, obviously. And then you put four basic energy cards from your discard pile into your hand. So this uh, looks like a card that's great for things that want to flood energy to the board um, from from hand. So mm -hmm. uh, get rid of some dead resources, get four energies back. So very nice. Um Next, we'll go to the, the trainers. Uh, so uh, we have Dendra, uh, a supporter, 
put one card from your hand at the bottom of your deck, then draw cards until you have five cards in hand. Not a good you one. You cannot <laughs> use this card. Um, what's that? I'm sorry. I just, this card's garbage. Yeah. Uh, you can't use this card if it's the last card in your hand. So uh, it's a, you can only get five cards if you have this and another card in your hand. Um, but uh, it's a draw five, maybe, but it's up to five. I would um, rather just play Irida. Or not Irida, I'm sorry, uh, Serena. Yeah. Because it has multitasks and you're drawing up to five, right? And you, you have a more reliable way to draw more. Well, yeah, you put one at the bottom of your deck. Uh, so it's going to be it's something that's basically going away for a while. Unless you have a way to you know shuffle up. Or you're playing that other card, Digging Duo, that gets the cards from the bottom of your deck for the next turn. Um, uh, so hey, digging duo, digging duo Dendra combo right there. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of it either. Um, it would it would seem nice when you are uh going with your last two cards and you get to draw five, but you could also have just been a research and then drew seven. Like it just could be better card. Right. Uh, all right. The other trainer, Clavel. Uh, search your deck for up to three basic Pokemon that have 100 H 120 or less HP and put them into your hand. Then shuffle your deck. So more Pokemon support, uh, uh, search support. Um, and you basically might be able to grab some stage ones with this. And they go to your hand. So this actually could see if 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 the format slows down. I could see this hitting decks because you can, uh, you know, maybe guarantee a couple evolutions going second. You know what I mean? Uh, grab some evolutions, some other basics that you might want, stick them in the, you know, get set up and have an evolution in your hand as well. So currently, uh, I am not a fan um, for two reasons. So I don't like trainer cards supporter cards that can do what item cards typically do uh, right we've seen a bevy of different pokemon search items um, in this formats formats of the past we're still gonna have plenty in the next um, although that being said uh quick ball is leaving so it's gonna hurt a little bit but um but if you were to one. what's that it's three for one card though right but it's also supporter uh, so you, sure. your consistency is going out the door. Um, if you were going to be playing this, you would want to play it on turn one. After turn one, um, depending on the meta again, but it, like if it's still as fast as it is or even moderately close to what it is, still feels bad. Uh, there is this card called Battle VIP Pass. Love it or hate it, it's still in our meta. Um, and I feel like that's just a better option uh, <laughs> than yep. this card uh, going forward. Um, I know that's two for one instead of that, but uh, on top of all, all all the other Pokemon search. Yep. So, so I agree with you. I'm not a huge fan, but I feel like it might come into play just because uh, we don't we are losing evolution incense. So if we're going to start playing these stage two decks with these EXs, uh, getting the middle Pokemon or uh, you're just you might. It might seem worth it again earlier in the game to to do you to use your supporter for this. 
maybe, depending on how we see play go. So, but moving on, uh, we have two more cards to talk about, and one I think we're going to do real quick, and one we might talk a little bit more about. But this one is the quick one. It's Artisan Town, uh, the stadium. Once during each player's turn, that player may search their deck for one basic Pokemon, excluding Pokemon that have a rule box, and play it onto their bench. Then that player shuffles their deck. I don't like this because I don't want to give my play. I don't want to give my opponent a Pokemon. Like, yeah, I get one, but I no. <laughs> I mean, this kind of goes back to the argument, uh, you know, with the with Training Court or or Viridian Forest or anything like that. Is like, do you play because it is so good, but it's also so good for your opponent. Um, so that I makes guess, it bad, right? Like, look, and, and those cards did see play. Obviously, that was energy, cool. not Pokemon. But I would still rather play this card than uh, Calvil or however say his name that we just talked about. I would still rather play uh, yeah. Azuro Town or whatever. Art Artizone. 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 Okay. Yeah, uh, I will say if your deck doesn't care what your opponent's doing and you just you need to set up and you want to get make sure you're getting set up, but yeah, just stadium to play. But right, yeah, and if if you play this card and your opponent is obviously dead drawing, don't play it down. Yeah. The, <laughs> the only other thing is like this card may be so universally good that uh everyone might be playing it. So uh we might might need to have a stadium war a little bit better of a state. We might lose the stadium war that we currently have going on. Yeah, the, uh, the stadium war that we're currently having is basically going away. Yeah. Uh, the last card they revealed is one that kind of breathes a sigh of relief, I think, in everyone's eyes. <laughs> I, I, I was like, they just did what? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, they almost is, just rebroke the game. It is luminous energy, a special energy, which we are all waiting to see what kind of special energies we'll get. As long as this card is attached to a Pokemon, it provides every type of energy, but provides only one energy at a time. Oh no, it's a it's another rainbow energy. But wait, there's more. If the Pokemon this card is attached to has any other special energy attached to it, this card provides one colorless energy instead. So boom! Lugia, you don't like this card. So Reggie's they don't like Reggie's this. like, oh, we might be back. Uh, no. Um, I think this is a well-designed card. Um uh, I've had sure. I've had a couple. <laughs> I've had a couple. I've heard a couple people say that luminous energy might you might still be able to play Reggie's depending like how you build the deck because uh, you might have to actually include other energy. Uh, right. I mean, there. I don't know how because all the colored energies are leaving. So until we get the other colored energies, like speed lightning going away. Uh, the the water energy, uh, wash energy is going away. All those energies are all rotating. Yeah, depending on it, if if it gets some other stuff, uh, you might be able to play Reggie's being having to use a, all of the attackers, not just maybe one or two. Mm. Maybe it maybe it is only like one or two, and not using all of them. Like you don't have the plethora of choice. You can only really gear in on. One or two, I can't remember exactly what I was. Reading. No, you wouldn't be able to use this Reggie's because it says if 
if the Pokemon this card is attached to has any other special energies, it doesn't specifically say luminous energies. So if you put but, a but yeah, but you can if you put in regular energy types. This is why I, this is why I think they said you may be able to single in on specific types because if you put in basic energies of the types of the attackers you want to use, you can accelerate this and double turbos and then attach the one color you need or something like that. Right, um, maybe. Uh, or and, and then if you only need one colored energy of a type or something like that, you can just use the luminous. But <laughs> hey, I, hey, I could be wrong. Right. I mean, although this is a good uh, energy card. It, uh, it will not work with any current way the Lugia decks are built. So... Yes, obviously though, uh, amazing rares will be rotating, so its backup attackers um, will kind of change. So this would still kind of go with the Zard, uh, with the the amazing rare Zard. So if there's another attacker that has a one colored energy and a bunch of colorless, Lugia still might be pretty relevant. Yeah, yeah. So, so just the, a matter of what Zard, they print. The Zard is the late game Zard is. The only Pokemon currently saved in the in the Lugia builds from our new cards revealed. So, correct. And that is it. That is all the new stuff we have. So that's going to wrap up the news. Let's get into the meat of this episode's conversation. I have a small rant, and then uh, that we need to talk about, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about rotation and cards that we're going to miss and or enjoy seeing leave. Um, my small rant, PTCGL, um, you know, obviously it's been announced. We talked about it last week. Other podcasts have talked about it. Um, I know all we are, overall the community doesn't specifically, uh, they're, they're not in love with the client. And I've been largely a defender of the client. Although the last week since we talked about this before I went down on my uh, surgery where I couldn't really play, um, I had... A game crash because of some kind of weird mechanic where we both were locked up. I've had, uh, well, obviously the the there are still cards that are banned, and today I've tried for like several hours to try to get a game in, and the games would not queue up. I literally had the thing spinning, searching for matches for ten minutes straight. I tried on my phone, I tried on the PC, I tried restarting, I tried all of that. Still wouldn't, uh, still wouldn't log in uh, to actually queue up a game. All I wanted to do was my dailies while I was prepping for this and kind of just whatever. Um, wouldn't do that. I had to go to PCCGO, which is fine because I still like playing Pokemon. But if this is the client we're going to go to, Pokemon, please make it so at least it runs smoothly and you don't, and you can always rely on getting games in um, and finishing games. I don't care about the aesthetics right now. Those are out the window to me. Please just have a client that works that I don't have to question. Is it going to work right now? That's my number one ask. Please. We're at the end of PTCGO. You've already basically said (laughs) rotation comes PTCGO. You are no longer with us. I mean, obviously it's still there for um, whatever um formats that you want to play legacy formats but when it comes to standard i just want to know that i can confidently go on 
log in and get a game or two in or 15. I don't care if I, I just want to go on and play. Let me do that without questioning it. Please. My time is valuable. And when I set time aside to play Pokemon, I want it to work. Okay. Is that too much of an ask? Not for me. I'm not fighting you. <laughs> I've been a defender of PTCGL. Get better, please. Five. And you're getting Jake all fired up over here. All right. All right. Let's let's simmer down now. That's for... it. I'm rant over. Rant over? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was down for the weekend. So uh Saturday, Sunday, Monday didn't play a game. So today, after work, I was itching to play. I even tried playing at lunchtime. Ooh. I tried playing. I've tried playing from noon all the way up till um was what time did we start? We started at like 7:30. So from noon to seven o'clock today, I tried multiple times on multiple different instruments and I could not get on. Or I could get I can log on. I'm sorry. I couldn't queue up a game. It would just continuously spin. I went on a PCCGO. It took 0.2 seconds. I clicked <laughs> uh I clicked play and it, it instantly had an opponent. Um even if it can't queue up that's a real life person, I don't fun. care. Give me a bot. I don't care. I just want to move cards. <laughs> Well, let's say if you want quicker quicker times in the game, we just need more people to actually play on live. There's uh, literally it hasn't been an issue because um, there's still a good amount of people that play the game on live. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> All right, rant's over. I I know I already said that, but uh, please just do better. <laughs> rant is officially over. Maybe <laughs> I might bring it back up. Uh, okay, but with that being said, um, let's get into this last category for the day. Um, we talked, uh, we're talking about rotation. I think, you know, we're, we're what, less than a month now? Somewhere around uh, that zone? No, month, we month, are, month. We are a month and seven days. Well, I guess well, February is actually a little shorter, but. Well, That's yeah, fine. About, we're close enough. We're, we're a month-ish yeah, away month. from, from rotation. Um, we want to pay homage to some cards that are, are uh, you know, going to, you know, rotate. So some cards that we enjoyed and we're going to miss. Uh, some cards that we just want to get the heck out of here. And maybe some cards that um, were a little disappointing to us from one way or one reason or another. Um, so let's start with the with the bad um, Chuck. And this one's actually a little less. Uh, than all the the rest, but uh, what are some cards that you cannot wait to see just leave? Get out of here! Rotate already. I don't. Uh, I don't really have one off the top of my head that I just want to see just go. Like I'm not a huge fan. Of, like uh, like no get, quick ball, get out of here. Like I'm just trying to think. Like I have. And there's not really any Pokemon at the moment that I'm like, I am tired seeing this guy. Let's get out of here. Um, really, I want... <laughs> the card I want to leave isn't rotating. But you know what? Aurora Energy, get out of here. <laughs> no. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Aurora Energy is, is legit. It, 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 it needs to go. Um, 
I, I don't have that there. The two, it, literally, it, it Lynch pinches the two decks I hate playing against the most. So, or right. well, energy, you have to go. I have one that's in every deck that's been Sword and Shield up to this point, and that is Marnie. Get the heck out of my game. I hate you. You're a dumb card. I like the character. That is a stupid card. Uh, for or against, obviously, I, I'm forced to play it because it is a good card. But the amount of times I've lost the game because I've been Marnied into a garbage hand or the amount of times I've played the Marnie when the situation says this is mathematically the best thing to do because my opponent has a good hand or I know he has a good card in there. I Marnie them, give them the nuts, and I get nothing. That's happened too many times. I hate that card. Get out of here, Marnie. All right. I want to say this now. Uh, February 7th. In uh, at least like the before, like the end of the year, someone will be saying, I wish we had Marnie back because Judge just doesn't do it. So it won't be me. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to be you, but I'm going to say that because just as much as Marnie will just give them the nuts, uh, you it's it just makes a worse card, a lot yeah. harder to recover from a. Marnie than it is to judge if you're getting if you're getting rid of the cards you know they don't want to have if you're just Marnie in them because you it's the right thing to do and but they didn't have the boss in their hand uh you know there, there's there been plenty of times where my opponent showed me they had boss you know the turn prior before I bossed yeah. them or before I Marnied them so I knew hey I need to Marnie them and then they still just either get a, a like a you know a, an out to it um or or if they're just like dead draw or, you know, they have like a massive hand or, you know, there have been countless of times where it, it was, you know, the right play to play Marnie and it just still benefited them. Um, even <laughs> yeah. though I have more cards coming my way. Um, yeah. I hate that card. I just get out of here, please. Okay. I have one other card. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. That I, that I, that I don't want, or I don't want to see in the game anymore. And again, he hasn't been, meta relevant for a little while but he is rotating that is zacian v <laughs> the amount of intrepid sword uh that just that energy acceleration uh that was just completely sometimes off the wall um crazy uh setting up if you went first intrepid sword and then just like okay well i just lose now uh because they get three energies or two energies and then they easily can attach um i think it's your time to go Oh, see, I'm a little nostalgic for Sword Doggo, uh, just because he was the thing when we started when we started playing Pokemon. Yeah, talk <laughs> about meta decks that you don't like. You think Lugia is bad? ADPZ. Oh, he oh, put the Z. He put, he put the, the Z in, in the ADP. Like my yes. God, that card uh, is so, so oppressive. Like way worse than Lugia is for any newer player that has not played. Um, it doesn't really respect where I'm coming from on this one. Zacian was 10,000 times worse than Lugia Archaeops. I, I guess it is it is time for the doggo to go, but See ya. <laughs> I I'm feeling nostalgic. I'm like to go build a metal deck now. So <laughs> all right. That's all I have for like cards I don't like that uh need to leave. 
that's all I couldn't think of anything other than uh the auroras. That's the only thing I want to I just want I want to not see those decks again. That's what I want to see. I just don't remember uh, when the amazing rares came out and you're like, oh, that'd be cool if these were in a deck, but oh, they're just so hard to get going. You got yeah, your wish. I'll see, you got your I wish. got my wish. I, I wish. All right. You know what? At Amazing Rare Eve, it's all. <laughs> I saw that card and I was like, this will never happen. But it's <laughs> yeah, cool that they yeah. printed it. This will never happen, but it's cool they printed it. Uh, but it happens and that card sucks. So get out of here, even I mean, the rest Objectively, of it. it's pretty good. <laughs> objectively, it is too good. I I would be okay with. I'd be okay if Raikou was the only one in there. Like Evital is the one that really pushes my gears on that. Yeah. Well, either way, it, it. Um. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the top cards that you uh, are sad to see go, uh, for I- any specific reason, and I'll let you start on this one. Um, things that I'm sad to see. Well, uh, uh, God, I got. I mean, I'm a little sad. I you have know. no emotional connection to any of these cards, one way or another. Then that's no, what I'm no. getting. No, I'm. I mean, there's certain things I'm sad to see go, in general, like uh that I was fond of playing that I, that I'll never get to play again. Like uh set of scorch. I'm sad to see go, even though he's not really being played at the moment at all. But like, now I know that like, there will never be another opportunity for set of scorch to come back or, or things like that. Just the Just play Pokemon expanded. That really like. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, then I have to open myself up to ADP again, and that's just not going to happen. Right. Yeah, ADP uh, with dragon energy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, there's a lot of things I'm kind of sad to see go, mostly like things that I liked playing in older formats, um, like Senescorch, uh, or even, um, oh, shoot. I'm forgetting it off the top of my head now. Um, uh, I don't know. Go uh, ahead. I'll, okay. I'll think of it later when you're talking. All right. So most of the things that I am sad to see go are consistency, um, you know, cards uh, that are not necessarily deck specific. Um, so I'll just rattle them off. They're all kind of in the same vein. Uh, scoop up net, quick ball, ordinary rod, evolution incense. They're all really good for their own reasons. Um, obviously, quick ball. Being able to search out any basic you want, uh, getting rid of energy or, or getting rid of a card. Um, su- super great card. Uh, Scoop Up Net, we've seen the success with um, with that. Um, really, since the last rotation, seeing Shady Dealings, which is another card that uh, that I want or to give a shout out to. But seeing Shady Dealings and Teleon, uh, Drizzile, um, see a lot of play even going to Comfies um, with their Flower Selecting. Um, just making decks more consistent, especially those one prizer decks. Um, those two cards really helped. And an ordinary rod, which is really, really sad to see go because that that card kind of gave single prize decks, you know, a chance to compete uh, because 
obviously you can get back cards that you you needed uh that had a higher hp obviously we still have rescue part but that's not the same thing so like the evolution pokemon that are are evolving um you're not going to get back so um evo incense is another one um that kind of goes to anything like we've seen lugia uh successful with it but we've seen all these other decks any kind of intellion engine with attacker of choice um from from dragapult um i love that deck too um but going up from 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 dragapult all the way uh to where we are now uh and all the decks in between um those cards really just made those uh that much more consistent and playing decks that are consistent no matter what you know what meta you're in um are enjoyable because when you're just sitting there draw passing draw passing even if your opponent's doing at the same time um it's not as enjoyable uh when things can be going on so those cards kind of help move the game along um which i'm going to miss those cards yeah all right i have i have three that i figured out uh pokemon that i am i'm going to miss that at rotate uh specifically pokemon uh, there's a lot of i mean I will miss the effects that you brought up of like scoop up net and, and the Inteleon engine and the, the workings of decks through that nature. So it's kind of sad to see that stuff go um, kind of like, but also like sad to see it go, but I'm kind of curious where we go from here uh, in how decks work. So uh, very curious, but uh, these are, these are three Pokemon that I just decks that I currently, uh, well, two I have currently built and one, I've built multiple times because I just generally find them fun to play. I'm going to miss the original wall himself, Stonejourner. Uh, I know these, none of these, 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 none of these are that great a deck. Stonejourner is actually probably the best deck, uh, competitive wise, uh, uh, that of the ones I'm going to miss. Uh, I'm going to miss Stonejourner just because I love a, a dang Pokemon deck that has one Pokemon in it. I love it. Um, and then uh, creates a nice big wall and, and works. Uh, I'm going to miss my good old Galarian uh, Surfetched. He's rotating, so I can't have my quick uh, Zapduck attack. Uh, so I'm going to miss that, but um, I'm going to basically have to transfer it over somehow to uh, the Hisuian Arcanine that's very similar, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, the man that never really got uh the the clout that he deserves or beetle v max get that card out <laughs> eerie beam baby i love love that card i wish it would have been better than it was i am but glad you are the, that you card are the is not good voltage <laughs> <laughs> no the 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 rainbow chunky chew uh was the only good thing good in that set right <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, well, I guess if you're talking dollar signs, yes, but uh, <laughs> or BLB Max was the best Pokemon. No, god, I, I hated that deck so much. I, I, I don't know, that was so annoying. I'm glad that that deck never saw that much play. If anything, that's closer to my get out of here kind of cards. <laughs> this, yeah, I will say, uh, all three of those might have been things that will be in people's get out of here categories, but I thoroughly enjoyed playing, right. Well, with all, all these with all these cards that we just talked about, um, for me and you, these are the cards that kind of 
were born into the game at the same time as we were joining them. So um, as we both anticipate to continue playing the game for years to come and continue to do the podcast, um, we'll see plenty of different rotations, but I don't think any of them for me at least will hit as hard as this one, because these are the cards that brought me into the game. Love them or hate them. That's what they were. So. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, it's, it, this is going to be a weird one for sure when it comes to rotation. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for where the game is going, which is probably why this isn't really kind of hitting at all uh, for me. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for what the EXs will bring. Oh, but so, when so you, when, when I go into, when I actually go finally go into my binder and go, I can't use this stuff anymore. Like that'll, It'd be weird. And it mm. might not be until the V's completely rotate. Um because I still have access to thing the some cards that I that was the first stuff that I actually I want to say started actually getting good in the Pokemon game. So uh things like Urshifu and Ice Rider and, and things like that. Now those decks will never be able to be created because uh, most of them revolved around my man Drizzile, uh, which is going away in Inteleon. So that kind of brings a little bit of like a, oh man, I can't, like, that gives me those feels. But at the same time, I'm excited to not have to rely on Inteleon. So true. Very true. All right. Well, the last thing I want to bring up, and I don't know if you have many. Um, but it was some Pokemon cards that we had hype for, you know, when they were getting released that just never really panned out the way we hoped or expected them to. Um, so what are some of your cards that were disappointing? Or Beetle. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong on that one. Or Beetle. Yeah, I mean, the others. <laughs> that's the biggest one. Or Beetle. I had uh, a couple. Yeah, you have you have more than me. I'm I my disappointments come with uh basically after last year's rotation when we lost the sun and moon cards and then the utter like disappearance of fire decks yeah and and lightning deck right. really to lightning decks to me because uh that like that growing period beforehand before that rotation we were playing Santa Scorch was big with Welder, Giant Pikaram. Pikaram, huge. Um, those were the decks we learned. And then come to see all of them, like, still, like, uh, John yeah, Travolta, I... where, where, <laughs> where are these, these types at? Like, right. I mean, we have, <laughs> uh, there's like a format at the moment that's just screaming, like, give me the best lightning attacker you've got. And no one wants to put their hand up. So, Right. Like Bolton was such a Bolton V was such a part of Picaron when it came out. Um, such a great utility, especially with the way energy was accelerated and just how the damage built up. And then after rotation, when uh, Picaron left, uh, you know, and all the support that went around that, um, you know, we, we sat and talked on podcasts like hmm, Bolton still such a good card. There's something that's going to come around. It's just going to make lightning viable and nothing really did. And that was very disappointing because Bolton was such a great card um, with its energy acceleration, with its with its late game attack. 
with his versatility. Um, just never really saw the light of day um, after, you know, it's buddy left. Yeah. Same real. with San- same with center scorch with welder and big uh, giant hearth or whatnot uh, rotating. Um, never saw that fire acceleration to be able to hit those numbers that center scorch was trying to hit. Yeah. And the way, and the, the ways that deck played with, with Jirachi and, and stuff like that too, was just a fun way to play. And then, you know, you can use these fire types, hit big damage. Brescia Ram and, and Charizard was fun, you know, probably busted and broken, you know, doing 300 damage turn one. But, uh, yeah, those, those just not ever getting that type back because they were too good for too long in Sun and Moon. Right. Okay, so I have a couple that I need to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I think you know anybody that's listened to the podcast since the beginning, like the beginning, knows how hyped I was for Salamence Vmax. Um, you know that was when Powerful Colors first came out as well. Um, being able to you know do big one shots potentially with uh, with the addition of the the of the the power of Powerful Colorless and then following it up with Snipe Damage. Um, just seemed so good and enticing. Um, I pulled the trigger and bought them, you know, pre-set dropping and got my full set of Salamence for it only to be a horrible deck. <laughs> and some might say that was, you know, a lot of, um, you know, I was being naive, uh, you know, just just getting into the game, thinking it was going to be busted, not, you know, quite knowing the knowledge of how the game worked in the long run. Um, Or, you know, some might just say uh, that the deck just never panned out the way it was expected. Uh, But Salamence V for sure is the deck or the card that was most disappointing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That was my orbital. Um, Yeah. I mean, that was... I was a set later in Vivid Voltage, and when we saw Orbeetle, I was like, I'm building this, and I want this to be good. And that was the first card that I made sure I got four of, and I, I have them. I still have them, and I've still never been able to make a deck with those four cards. <laughs> so, oh, or eight cards, really. Uh, I mean, I can't remember uh, another... But like your Salam, it was just the same way. I can't remember another set coming out where I was so wrong on <laughs> on something after afterwards, where it was just like, yeah, you, you're not going to work. So, <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, and there's at least one more I need to talk about that I had hyped beforehand. Um. That saw very moderate success only at local level. Never really seen it have any kind of success uh, beyond that is the de-evolving Bennett. I had so much hype for that card when it first came out, uh, being able just to, um, you know, set up damage and, you know, lull your opponent into such a false sense of security that they're fine. Um, Just to, you know, evolve something into, you know, the Bennett and then uh, take KO. Um, or a KO out of nowhere, right? Because it's already beyond the threshold of like the V. Um, on paper, my head sims felt like a great card, uh, just never really panned out. Yeah, 
it never really panned out. It was it's it's always been on that fringe uh, because I you're not the only person I've seen try and use that. It's just it never seems to hit right though. Even but, now that I'm saying like how disappointing it is, I'm like hmm, maybe I can sneak that into like a lost box and like catch Lugie off guard, like hit him, and then like they send up a one prizer, and then I set up a three prize turn. It sounds so good in the head, right? <laughs> that you could just boom, boom, boom. It just never works. <laughs> it never works when you need it to. So it's like, oh, like it's so frustrating. I want to go. I've always just wanted to go back to it. It just never works. But Net, why you do me bad like this, man? Yeah, I think it's because it's all if you you have to be on it. It was I don't know. I can't remember. But it, I like the thing was that it had to be like you wanted it on the bench. Or like something like that. So right, right. But that's what like head sims again. Like Lugia takes damage. Obviously, a lot of them don't play like a, a Sharon's care or anything like that. Or uh, yeah, it, so they'll just put it on the bench and just try to hope. Hope. Um, so it, one may think, hey, this is a card that might come. It, it just won't. I guarantee you. As much I might even try that tonight, <laughs> but it still won't work. I guarantee you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I can queue up a game on live, <laughs> oh, geez, don't we don't need to go back there? <laughs> All right, I mean, I think that's it for me. Um, uh, ranting on some you know cards. Uh, you have any uh, other last cards? Uh, I, I have one more thing that uh, that was a big disappointment that is rotating out. Uh, Champion's Path, thanks for nothing. See you next time. <laughs> The whole set. <laughs> I mean, champions Big path at least. Champions path at least gave a, gave us Rotom phone. You're right. What You're did right. Crown Zenith do for us? Honestly, as much as everybody's still hyping Radiant Eternatus, nothing's come of it. There's still some maybe. I still so. All right, so Man. Radiant Eternatus. Uh, I think. Uh, I've been playing a lot of that. I think it's just too early for that. I actually do think Radiant Eternus will be better after rotation because it just can't keep up with the speed of the But current. all the VMAX Pokemon it wants to, it's just going to go away. Either way, we'll see. I, I, will, I will say it's going to be weird because you're going to lose a lot of the good VMAX Pokemon, but I think in certain, it'll be in certain ways, Certain Pokemon will be good with it. Like my biggest issue is that I'm still finding myself uh, being behind, even though I am not evolving the Eternatuses. I've said I'm, I'm just unless you hit the nuts, like you do everything you want on the very first turn of the game, uh, which let's be honest doesn't necessarily happen. Then you you I still find myself behind, even if you do that trick. Like right. the amount of like the amount of times getting ready to turn off the first turn is not even like a, a problem doing it. It's just like you're not doing it with everything else that you also need to happen. Right. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us. I think we had a lot of really cool fun conversations here. Um, but yeah, I, I want to thank everybody for sticking to uh, with us till the end. Um, again, our keyword of today's episode is teeth. 
Uh, so make sure to message uh, that word and last week's episode's keyword to myself or Chuck or at the podcast itself on Twitter. Um, and then uh, you know, to enter for your chance to win an ETB next week. Yes, and we will announce the winner next week on our episode. All right, so that's going to do it for us. Again, thank you guys. Um, if you guys want to stick uh, till after the credits, uh, we're going to go ahead and do our Last of Us review again uh, until the end of the season. Uh, so stick around if you want to hear a little bit of The Last of Us. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinux1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at Watch Whimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming you can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later. All righty. Well, thank you guys again for listening to the Pokemon portion of this podcast. Uh, now we're getting into the Last of Us discussion on episode four of the season. Uh, Chuck, um, a little bit of disappointment we didn't head to Pittsburgh, but overall, um, I think the episode was pretty solid. Uh, yeah. What say you? I got to ask you, uh, I'm going to ask you an important question to start. Okay. Did you know that diarrhea is hereditary? It runs in your genes. <laughs> the pun book is here, baby. The pun book is here. Yep. Yep. Now I'm blanking on the name of the pun book. Now, oh my God. Uh, pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. Two. Yes, yes. I Yo. love that was one of my favorite part of the Last of Us uh game. Uh, no pun intended. Like in the game, you randomly walk around, and if you're um, you know, Ellie will just randomly take out a couple jokes from uh, from no pun intended, and you know, didn't dis- disappoint. She brought it back. Hopefully, it stays in the in the show. She brings it up a couple more times, maybe. Um, that would be great. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I really like the the character building in this episode. Uh, they definitely worked. Uh, this episode was a lot more of Ellie and Joel character in relationship building. Um, and I think they did a really good job. I am a little disappointed they didn't come to Pittsburgh. Uh, As I was, am I. I was anxiously waiting to see what they would do and uh, if they would do this Pittsburgh or whatnot. But um, I don't know if you had listened to, I think it was the apps after the episode or behind that scene. Yeah, I watched it uh, saying it that the, Kansas City just felt right or something for the story. I don't know the, the geography of Kansas City, but there needs to be a river, or else it won't work, in my opinion. There, uh, uh, Well, the Mississippi does come through there, I believe. Um, Is it? I don't know. I'm, I'm not great with geography. <laughs> uh, but in 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 his, the, the director's... Uh, That's why they're doing it. I don't know. The, in, the, in the director's 
commentary. It was either in the pod, the companion podcast, or or after the episode, they just said that in looking at where they were filming because it was filmed in Canada, they couldn't accurately recreate Pittsburgh, so they chose Kansas City as the setting instead of Pittsburgh mm-hmm. um, to not because it wouldn't be doing it wouldn't look like Pittsburgh basically. Right. Um, Right. And it is definitely a unique city will, compared to most. I will say uh, they were are correct that it being in Pittsburgh is really uh, inconsequential. The uh, things that happen in Pittsburgh are more consequential, and it nothing, right. not none of it is because it's Pittsburgh. Um, so, as of right, I, I am so uh, the 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 trap plays out very similarly still um i do like that uh i wasn't actually expecting this a little bit um they're flushing out the bad guys a little bit more so we're getting a little bit more of who these who these peeps are just running around doing yeah you, you definitely they're humanizing uh both sides um with i forget the guy's name in the in the story but the the guy that snuck up on joel after like towards the end of that fight of the ambush um you know after ellie shot him um obviously we can go back to that but he you definitely humanized him by him calling on his mom uh saying his name and all that stuff um really trying to make you feel like everybody's a person <laughs> we're cool we're cool exactly i didn't know i didn't know um we as far trust. as as far as the whole ambush, I, I do like that they kept it very true. Um, although you know, I rewatched the ambush on the on the video game side. I still prefer that um, over the live action one. I'm um, just for the fact that there was one. There was more people attacking the truck as before it crashes, um, and then obviously there was more people after the fact. There was really only you know he only had to take out three people um, in in the show which I feel like they could have made it a little bit more intense where I know they're trying to more humanize Joel and make him more of a, of a, you know, a realistic character than like just a Superman that you kind of get that feel for in the game. Um, kind of giving him that deafness in the ear. And that's why, um, you know, a random guy got to sneak up on him and get the, get the jump where Ellie had to save him. Um, but make him still a little bit more of a badass where he can still like, take on a good handful of people uh solo would be would be nice uh but all in all i think it still gets a, a great passing grade it was very true to the game with also adding more elements to it um yeah uh, there's a lot of a very good nods to the game throughout um up until that like throughout all of it kind of um i mean the 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 ambush was very similar um, I kind of dig the nod that he can't hear, even though like that was the that was the cool ability that you had in the game. Is right, you had supersonic like, hearing, but okay. Like you could just like go quiet, and then you could see people between walls. Like, but it, that was a game mechanic, and that's not something that we really you get in real you life. Can't do that in real life. Come on. Yeah. Um. So like that guy would have never really been able to sneak up on you in in the in the video game per se. Like. But it is a that is a neat twist. But like, are they they are adding in the like the 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 elements that you do in the game a lot. Like Ellie, go through that hole. Ellie, move the stuff so I can come through the door. Right. Uh, you know, what I mean, uh, so they they 
there's little like subtle nods to to video game play still in there that I like. Right. Um, and I was gonna ask you, what do you what do you think of the in depth? Now you got Kathleen is the uh, Karen in charge, as I'm gonna call her, of the. <laughs> Uh, keep it Kathleen because I think most of us uh, nerds uh, can agree that Kathleen Kennedy is just as bad. <laughs> okay, uh, but it, well, the character's name is Kathleen, uh, yeah. and uh, she's at uh, uh, the boss of these these guys, these free Kansas Cityans, and she's got a right hand man Perry. Which fun fact? Perry is the voice of Tommy, Tommy. in the video game. So uh, I didn't hear it until I heard it after I knew. So then, but you definitely can hear it once uh, you going into knowing that fact. There's a character, Tommy's a character in the show. If you watch it again, you'll pick up on his voice. Um, uh, but yeah, so those are the two big uh, named bad guys we have that are. Uh, well, I don't know if it's the bad guys, but the opposing force in Kansas City at the moment, they're really uh, giving them a little bit of a backstory. What do you think? Uh, where do you think they're going to go with it? Um, again, they're, they're I feel like they are humanizing the enemies um, or the bad guys, whatever you want to call. I still think they're bad guys. Um, uh, they basically this group of people uh, were able to take over the Kansas City uh, Fedra. Uh, which, you know, is a big thing uh, because they had, you know, they obviously had reasons, um, but then they're kind of turned into what they didn't, which they're, you know, obviously uh, Kathleen shot her doctor, um, showing that she'll just do anything uh, to try to, you know, take down uh, people that oppose her. Um, so I still feel like she's coming from a bad place. Obviously that can change, but I don't think so. Um, but I do like the fact that you, you are, you're getting to get in depth on these characters, um, and, you know, maybe see the reasoning why they make some of the decisions they're, they, they have made or and going to make. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see how much they show us of Kansas city and why it's been taken over by the free Kansas Cityans and, and things like that, because, it's a little bit more in depth because uh, like they, they say uh, after the episode or whatnot, there's just, an, this is just an obstacle in the video game. So you don't really get to see really anything about them besides uh, the fact that you need to kill them all or sneak around them one, one or the other. Um, so who actually I, snuck around them? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh yeah, so I'm curious. I, I I'm excited to see where they go with it. Um, Kathleen does look like a no son, no nonsense. Like she looks very no nonsense. Um, and like uh, I, it's kind of weird because Perry looks like there's a couple guys you know we see in, in this group that looks like you know these guys are like ex military or they don't they don't take any like no nonsense, but. Yep. I am curious though why the heck they're following Kathleen because she just looks like you're like she looks like you're every day like I, I said joked around that she's Karen but uh, she just looks like an everyday lady but is 
does not take crap from people, but like these can't guys judge, uh, can't judge a book by its cover, my friend. Yeah, these these guys are following her and will take her orders. There must so be I'm a reason. Curious, yeah, I'm curious the reason behind that. Right. Um, now we also know they got their own little dark secret of the crumbling infrastructure in that building. Yes, so I think they're making up for Billstown because. Um, yeah. uh, if it's what we think it's going to be, um, that was not in the Pittsburgh portion, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I played the original game, uh, but it was in Billstown, um, and that would be a bloater, which is like the big bad of of the uh, infected. They throw the the acid spores, and uh, they're just massive. Uh, it's like the the biggest you can get uh, as far as bad guys. The joke or, that Ellie made in episode two, the whatever she said, the big fat guys that shoot that spray spores at you. Yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, that they, they, they do exist, um, and hopefully we may get to see one in the next episode. Um, right, I'm, that- I'm interested to see how that's going to pay off because they are kind of doing what we hoped and kind of theory crafted that they would do is um not just breeze through the city pittsburgh kansas city what what may it be they they kind of broke it up to at least two episodes uh in that zone so hope maybe even hopefully three um going forward um you know with having to take on the the survivors and the bloater we'll see how that works potentially uh maybe it's just spoiler and they they set the bloater on them i don't know um but there is danger all around. <laughs> yes. Yes. Danger, danger, danger. Um, and then we ended the episode uh, on two notes. So we, we really start to see Ellie um, and Joel like bond a little bit over mm-hmm. some months uh, and, and come together working as a team a little bit. And then, uh, but after just after we get the heartwarming, like oh, they two these two can do it, uh, moment, we uh, we meet uh, Henry and Sam pointing guns at our our, our respective Joel and Ellie. Uh, so uh, I am excited. I mean, we knew they were coming. Um, I was hoping they'd come a little sooner, um, but because I do. I do hope we get to experience. I, I hope we get to experience and we like get to like these guys in like we did in the game. Because mm-hmm. I don't know when when I played through The Last of Us the first time and we were going through the Pittsburgh area. You had you spent some time with Henry and Sam. You guys, you, we split up. You do this and some some other stuff. So, but you hang out with them long enough and you like them long enough that you kind of figure like, oh, is this going to be like a four of us now you know what i mean yeah uh you so I, i'm hoping they do that still and right it's not quickened or something like you know what I mean? yeah i don't want them i don't want them to fast pace through this because you know overall in the game or in the the story i feel like they are at least accelerating the story skipping through things or even just action scenes may not have as much elements to them in the show as in the game so I hope they really slow burn with this. Um, not to say, obviously, the show is great and, and it's sticking very true uh, to the heart of the story. Uh, but just in in sake of, you know, being able to tell the story, they, they have missed things. Yeah. And 
I mean, you got to wonder how much, how, like, I assume it's probably going to be 10 episodes long. It's usually what HBO does per season of their draw, like, you know, dramas. Mm. So, you know, this is going to be like the halfway point. What more do we have? How far, like, what more do we have to go through in the game and such like that? Like, that we're going to, how far we get before it's the end of the season. You know what I mean? Like, um, because I, I think they could spend like another two episodes fleshing out things that happen in Kansas City. But then, you know, where where do you think they're going to actually end this first season? Because we know they they plan, they don't plan on going longer than five. Like, but they right. are for at least two, like another season already. But so we know there's another season. I think they'll they'll. Gonna... I think they have an opera. There's a couple stopping points, uh, which again I don't want to give too much spoilers. That they could stop maybe midway through the game, um, you know, for first season, uh, then finish it up, you know, second season being the end of the first game, uh, and almost do that, or maybe even three quarters and three quarters. And I don't know. I don't know. Um, we'll see. Um, there's still plenty of story to be told. Obviously, there's. So oh, much yeah. story to be told. There, there is so much story to be told. That's why it's very contemplative. I'm like, how much are they keeping? How much are they? Because they've been so like kind of dead on with what is in there. Like, you really wonder how much we're gonna get, and then, and what, where is it gonna stop? I mean, right. this is kind of like because I know because I know what happens. I can kind of contemplate a where is it gonna stop? Right. So, um. Yeah. Winter. You might be right. But either way, um, very much enjoyed the episode. Um, I'm looking forward to the next episode uh, for sure to kind of finish off this uh, multi-part section of, of the, the show. Um, this week is going to be a little different where, you know, if you're listening to this and you're wanting to watch it, uh, the, the episode will air on Friday. Um, instead of the original Sundays, because obviously this weekend is Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, so they're trying to get it out there. Uh, so it's not competing with the Super Bowl, because obviously uh, the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. Yeah. If it is, and it'll be a stream available streaming on Friday as Correct. well. So you don't. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I think I said that, right? Well, are they airing it on Friday or are they just putting it available for streaming on Friday? That's what I meant. Stream available. Okay. Because. I just stream it too, but um, the whole point is they don't want, they literally said, we don't want you to make you have to choose between the Super Bowl and The Last of Us. Just watch, just start streaming it on Friday. So, right. I think it's just going to be a one time thing um, yeah. for this week. Yeah. And it's smart on them. Yeah. Like, why, why try and make, why try and compete with the Super Bowl when you can just have a, a good Friday? <laughs> exactly. Just, I'll be I'll be watching on Friday. So, me too. I can't wait. Yeah, um, I think that's... a very action uh, from the trailer. It should be a very heavy heavy episode of action, thrill stuff, thrill right. rides. I can't wait. I can't wait. It'll, hopefully, it's a good send up to a good weekend, uh, and we can you know get some you know a good Last of Us, maybe some good Pokemon. Uh, get some Super Bowl in. Uh, you know, if anybody in the team challenge is still going, uh, you know, hopefully they're a success unless they're playing against my team. Um, 
But yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's a good weekend. Better than those last. Yeah, yeah. As I make a deck with Riley in it, I'll figure it out. Right. Um, <laughs> I think that's going to about do it for us to check unless you have anything else. Nope, that's it. I'm going to finish this off with another no pun intended joke that's from the video game. And then we'll <laughs> set us out. I walked into my sister's room, tri tripped on her bra. It was a booby trap.